Welcome to the Geek Sweat Podcast. We, we watch films to save you hassle. It's another podcast with a filmmaking twist just for you. I am TJ and we will be bringing you hot topics in the film industry, inspiration interviews with IMDb listed filmmakers, review sweat on online series as a stream, trailer talk on upcoming feature films and cult TV perspectives on classic shows worth revisiting. Between your ears and our voices, we take this opportunity to make the most of our podcast technology from CastBox, a new app that's available via Android for your podcast and entertainment needs. It's the one-stop shop for taking your podcast on the go. We are back and returning for the next episode of Geek Sweat. We are broadcasting live and direct from Highbury East in London, courtesy of none other than our impresario sound engineer, Neo Geo. And what a lovely house you have. Yes, yeah, very nice house, very warm. Uh, compared to the bank especially. Uh, we are going to delve into episode 96. Episode 96, I'll put my teeth back in, which is Oscars 2020. And joining me, your host today, it is, in alphabetical order, Kingdom. Hello. Jamie. Hello. And MKH. Hello, ha. I just realised I may have got the alphabetical order in slightly different. You had one job. Yeah, but I was going by D for Dominic rather than K for Kingdom. Do that on the last one. That's cool. Um, Well, we've all got time to kind of welcome ourselves and introduce ourselves to our listeners. But um, we are coming out just before Valentine's Day, so apologies again to everybody who has come onto the podcast recording in the middle of your Valentine's weekend. How has that scheduling been for you? Uh, what was the question? Because we're, we're, record, we're, we're recording on Valentine's weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you... you, you Have you just remembered you got a girlfriend? No, you, you, that was like the ultimate cop block. Yeah. Like the king of all cop blocks. When I saw the invitation to come and record on this day and I thought, yeah, Tre- Trevor must be very signal at the moment that he yeah. just didn't care yeah. or he but, just hates everyone around him. Do you know One what, of the two. Do you know what my <laughs> point of view on it is? Is um, I wanted, I was assuming Valentine's Day is on the 14th. And no, it is always on the fourteenth. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's a Friday starting and point. Th- and this year it was a Friday, so I was thinking people would be done and dusted by Friday and Imagine Saturday. That. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you need to be finished on Friday, Saturday yeah. by the latest, but yeah, Sunday yeah. you're mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a lot of people handing back their roses into the Tesco's garage. I could have had a weekend Sunday. away with myself. Exactly. Oh, okay. that, yeah. That's no. what I'm saying as well. Jeez. The self love yeah. would have been there, but yeah, so selfish. So we're on a tail end of a Valentine's Day weekend, as we recalled, but um. We're hoping that you are with your okay. light and loved ones. Right? Yep. Yeah. It's all self-love around the table here. So self-love. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the as in presenters love. Low each high other. fives yeah. and all that stuff. Under the yeah. table. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's get back Three on track. You guys, man. Let's, let's get back on track. We're gonna go with Oscars twenty twenty vibe. Um we're gonna use uh the the quite famous Wikipedia website to kind of whiz from that's so accurate. Yeah, yeah. And um but it's it's a nice reflection to kind of go from the bottom so to speak to the top of um, <laughs> yeah. Oscars uh, by not just their importance but I suppose the announcement as well because the best film is usually like the last film to get announced it's the always the last film to get announced oh sorry the last award to get announced yeah so um, we're going to jump in 
with uh, this news just in. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to start with reading off some titles of best Oscar categories and we'll n- we'll name who won it and try and challenge whether it should have gone to another nominee. So we'll start off with best visual effects and the award went to 1917 and Guillaume Rocheron, Greg Butler and Dominic Tuhoy and they were up against Avengers Endgame, The Irishman, The Lion King and Star Wars the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, shall I jump in here? Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen 1917 because it's a piece of shit film. What? What? Am well, I you not- haven't seen it. How can you say that? You <laughs> haven't allowed to it. say that. Am I not allowed well, to- yeah, you can say but it, but how can favorite- you justify it when you it haven't seen it? Had your favorite actor, Cumberbatch, was in it. Yeah, but what I've got to say is that I really think that um, the Irishman should have won. <laughs> Are you saying that because of Benedict Cumberbatch? No, no, no. Anyone that that can make uh, Robert De Niro look like a, a teenager again needs to win every single category in my experience. I'm, I'm, I'm and I'm sticking by that. Um, but yeah, no. So you're giving it just based. You want to give it to. You want to reconnect that award to the Irishman just because of a de aging process. Yeah, because of actor. because of Robert De Niro's baby blue eyes. Yeah, okay, definitely. Uh, okay, in fairness to 1917, there's very little Benedict Cumberbatch in it, <laughs> yeah. and he only shows up right at the end. That probably was the visual effect yeah. that he got awarded for. <laughs> yeah, they they had to cut and paste him in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what do you think they should have won that category, Dom? Um. I don't have a very strong feeling about this one. Um, I think they would all be worthy winners in their own way. I don't know. I think Avengers Endgame is probably a bit of a smorgasbord of special effects that are kind of there and not there. And I'm not sure if 1917 has kind of got more compelling storytelling alongside the... um, visual effects whereas like Avengers Endgame it's like okay Iron Man's suit is well it's nothing up, but CGI isn't Iron it Iron Man's suit is closing down yeah, yeah. I mean to I mean, be fair to 1917 the visual effects are the effects that make it seamless because yeah. it wasn't shot in one take sure. so the visual effects created the illusion that it was shot in one take yeah, yeah. and they are for the most part totally seamless yeah and, I enjoyed it and I, I thought um, because you've seen 1917 as well yeah. Jamie I mean, did you feel like he was immersed in a real time kind of? Yeah, I really enjoyed thriller? the roller coaster. It was a, I, I, I went in with low expectations because you know, nineteen seventeen, another war movie. Yeah. Oh, I'm just gonna fall asleep. But actually, it was a really good roller coaster. Yeah, a really yeah. good roller coaster. And I, you know, in in terms of visual effects, though, it's explosions, explosions. Have you seen yeah. Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. Same sort of stuff, but that's the thing, though. For me, visual effects is CGI stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, okay, 1917 has CGI stuff, but it's not the same as the CGI stuff you get with Endgame and with Star Wars. Yeah. It's, it's it, you know, a whole different ball game. Because um, the visual effects, would that be including special effects as well? Is that very lumped into one category? I so, think they're talking about um, visual effects as opposed to practical effects. Okay, okay, mm. okay, cool. Okay, so I'm saying 1917's a good shout. Yeah, I second that. Okay. Oh, so Middle of the road for me. 
Okay, you so, outvoted MKH. But what, like what, wait, wait, the Oscar stays with nineteen seventeen. But what, what what would you have what would you have said then, Jamie? If it's well, not nineteen seventeen. Okay, for, for me it's hard because like I'm 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 big on CGI. I love CGI effects, which in game in Star Wars has. Yeah. For me, I, okay, you could look at it this way: nineteen seventeen has you know special effects, CGI effects, which don't look like CGI effects. Yeah. So. From that perspective, yeah, did really, really well because everything looks real. Yeah. But it's different to comparing it to a fantasy world, yeah. if you know what I mean. Okay. So, so would you prefer recognition of a fantasy special well, effect? Well, I'm trying to sway away from that because I know CGI, for me, is very much that kind of fantasy genre, if you know what mm. I mean. But. I recognise that 1917 would have had a lot of special effects, which I didn't notice. And I think, in a way, special effects that you don't notice is probably better than special effects that you do notice, okay. if that makes sense. Okay. So we stick with 1917 for best visual effects. We're moving on to best film editing. With an honourable mention for The Irishman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <Good. laughs> we just love it so much. Yeah. All right, so we're moving on to best film editing, and the winner in this category was Ford versus Ferrari, and that was the car racing film, and we have that was up against The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Parasite. Shall I just jump in here? Go yeah, because I haven't seen it. I have got absolutely no idea why Ford versus Ferrari won for best film editing. Okay, there was some some racing scenes. Yeah. It was it wasn't poorly edited. I didn't think it was outstandingly edited. You actually watched the whole thing. Yeah. I watched about forty <laughs> percent of the film. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> that was terrible. This is that what, was about as much as I could do. This is what I think because um, I've got a theory about this, and it's probably about action pace and setting so if you look at the other films like parasite joker jojo rabbit and the irishman you're basically looking at quite um slow paced dramas and a kind of drama comedy whereas with ford versus ferrari you've got the kind of changing pace of like drama and then going into action racing and it reminds me a little bit of why a few years ago whiplash had won best film editing because of the way they used the sequence of the drumming with the performance mm. to kind of escalate and amplify the tension. So I imagine that the car racing scenes have probably been edited in a sharp way to kind of amplify a lot of tension and it's probably won it more for the car racing scenes than the actual film as itself. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, I would add that I think Whiplash was a more successfully edited film. Than The Irishman. Than um, <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari. Well, the thing is, didn't The Irishman get a lot of criticism for being a film that you should watch in three parts instead of one? Yeah, well, but the winner, was, um, the winner was Ford versus Ferrari, not The yeah. Irishman. No, but the, one of the reasons why The Irishman couldn't have got best film editing because it was... Um, the film that was just way too long for some people. I'm surprised the Irishman actually got nominated for best film editing. Like yeah. some of the scenes just felt like they went on for days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand you it. it You've literally watched it over like, days, haven't you? Yeah. Well, well I'm trying to. Shorter. I'm still trying to digest yeah. it. Um, going to 
just a, a comment on best film editing. I'm not going to watch Car versus Faster Car. That yeah. just sounds like a, a terrible movie from beginning to end. And it's I French Car versus American Car. I just no, sorry, Italian Car versus American Car. Too. Yeah, and I can't believe it actually went to production that film. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch it. I have no comment. Mm. Yeah, no. Don't don't bother. Save yourself the time. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. I, I, I took the hit, so you didn't need to. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, I think there might be a connection with the fact that isn't Formula One now racing in America now? So maybe there's that kind of having that history of why did we need Formula One whilst we've got Indy 500 and comparing and NASCARs the two. and NASCARs, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're going to go... I think we're going to just try and go through the whole list because we're all over the place now. So um, let's try... Yeah, I mean, best are we going to nominate something that should have won there? I don't know. Is it, I thought we was kind of all agreed on Ford Ferrari, Ferrari for best film editing or does somebody mm. want to change that? What I other would film say, would you say? I have no experience in editing, so okay, I let's don't know. Say, let's say, just for fun, let's say The Irishman. I, you you uh, wanted to give The Irishman best I visual mean, effects. That's very different from best editing. Okay, you okay. sat, you sat through that. To the okay, You've... I'm going to make a decision on this because okay. you two cancel each other out because you're a no and you're a yes. So I'm saying Ford versus Ferrari, which means Jamie. But I have no comment. All I can say is if you're thinking about the Irishman, I mean, like you could have edited it to be shorter, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it could have been more cut. Like I, would, I would like to see faster cuts between Joe Pesky and Bo, Joe Pesky. Pesky? Am I saying it Pesci. right? Pesci. I Pesci. can't really comment. I didn't Pesci. see Joe it. Pesci Joe and, Pesci and, and, and Robert De Niro. Why are you looking at Gio? Was that really racist person? of me? <laughs> yeah, that was, actually. <laughs> He's Italian-American. So, 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 Joe Pesci's Italian-American. Sorry, Gio sorry. is Italian. 100%. <laughs> Uh, can we move on for this Are category? Are you doing another whole yeah, for yourself? Yeah, category. No, okay, so we, we're going <laughs> to... He does so, at least want a show. So the, this is the second category, so that keeps its Oscar. So Ford versus Ferrari gets to keep the Oscar. Mm -hmm. uh, let's jump into best costume design. Uh, the winner went to Little Women, but the other nominations included The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So technically speaking, you've got one, two, four... <laughs> actually, no, one, two, three, four, five period dramas there. Yeah. So I think that that's a strong set of nominations considering what's come out. It's not as period as Little Women, though, is it? I mean, like w Little Women probably goes. <laughs> of back course, a of course, lot. it's not going to be as period as Little Women. Well, little joke there. The, the thing is, I'm, I'm just thinking because you've got a film that was it could have been in this category, like Avengers Endgame. Like it seems like the whole shift is to like period dramas in the past. No like sci-fi was involved at all, you know, or futuristic films. Yeah, actually, that's quite interesting that you mentioned that. Yeah. Was Little Women the the film with the... Five Little Ladies? Four Little Ladies. There was, it, was, it, was there a lesbian relationship in this or not? No, there wasn't. So you don't and need I don't to think that would have any bearing <laughs> no, on I'm costume saying, design no, no, just, as an award. No, wait. <laughs> there was another film set. Is that how you want to give your award to? <laughs> oh, my no, there was, there was a film <laughs> set in that same period about the first... Lesbian lovers. Obviously, it wasn't that. Never mind. Um, I, yeah. Obviously, a period drama has to win that category because they're all period dramas. I think Little Women, it in terms of period, is the oldest. It's far back, maybe. Yeah. No, but I think I mean, that, Little Women goes. Yeah, further. it goes further back, so they yeah. definitely put yeah. more effort into I their costumes the than like. Should we try to raise the tone a bit? What? Yeah. No, wait. I'm, I'm being dead serious. Like. Like, if anyone's getting offended by what I'm saying, I'm not yeah. trying to cause offense. I'm being dead serious. You're in just my... generally offensive anyway, Malachi. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I think Little Women should keep its 
it's awards. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I, yeah. I'll be honest. I've I've seen the Joker, and there was a good outfit for Whacking Phoenix when he performs on stage, but I wouldn't go over the top and say that was exceptional. I know that it's probably good that they got all these authentic seventies clothings, uh, but I'm just not sure if that is a standout for me. Uh, yeah, I'm going to vote for Little Women. Okay. I'm happy with Little Women. I mean, because the other ones just kind of, it just feels like, yeah. you know, you just pick it out of the wardrobe, yeah. don't you? Whereas I, f- I think there's a little bit more crea- creativity yeah. with Little Women, isn't that's, there? Yeah, that's what yeah. I was saying. Like, all, all this is set. Yeah. Like, all the other ones are just set in the same century. Well, yeah. if we yeah. can get a little bit technical in Little Women, they had period costumes, but they also differentiated between Joe's yeah. costume and the costumes yeah. of the other sisters. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they always put thought into that kind of costuming because it's always kind of like personal identity, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could probably understand the joke. Sorry, not joke. Once upon a time in Hollywood, because there's probably some like authentication that they've probably tried to match some clothes that certain real life people would have worn at the time. So that could have been hard to fetch that. But it's a very detailed film, so yeah. I wouldn't have objected to that winning technical categories like that. Yeah. But, but I'm, I'm still go- gonna opt for little women. Okay, I'm a I'm a little women uh voter as well. Anyone else? Yeah, I said little women. Okay, so little women Yay, we're gets all in agreement. It's title. So I forgot about Parasite for best editing. Is it too late? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's too late for that. <laughs> yeah. And we're gonna have to edit that out. <laughs> Stop living really? in the past. Yes, yeah, stop living in the past. Move forward. <laughs> okay, so facing Get forward. Over it. Facing forward, we're going to go on to best makeup and hairstyling, an often overlooked category, but we're going to give it its moment here. The winner, and it's a film that I don't think has come out in the UK just yet, called Bombshell. Uh, and the specific people on there are Kazu Hero, Anne Morgan, and Vivian Baker, who I felt may have had different roles rather than working on the same person at the same time. Um, other categories, other nominees in this category include Joker, uh, Judy, uh, the film about um, Judy Garland, uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Eagle, which was a sequel, and 1917. So is Bombshell a keeper or does it have to give up his title? I'm going with Joker. Um, Bombshell, they did do a good job of recreating the look of the Fox News anchors. Okay. Um, yeah, you could see they put a lot of thought into that. Mm. Was, did they use prosthetics? Is that what they use for the the facials for the women in that? I don't the, believe they use prosthetics. I mean, I think they had some wigs. So it's hair. So it's, it's hair. like and hair Because well. you, got this one is not just makeup, it's makeup and hair styling. Oh, okay. It's probably more hair... You know, makeup and hairstyling involved in Bombshell, though, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm still going with Joker. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Not so, sorry. So, I mean, I've seen sorry, Joker. Not I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Joker's enough to shift Bombshell. But Jamie, what's your opinion? Ah, you know what? I really enjoyed Maleficent. Yeah. So I, I thought. Mind you, mind you, a lot of that was part of the costuming as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually surprised Maleficent wasn't in part of the costume yeah. um, design I mean, as well. it is bizarre what gets nominated and what doesn't yeah. get nominated yeah. in these technical categories. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes I kind question of worried... how much the Academy voters know mm. about these technical yeah. categories. But I also think, you know, Bombshell's a bit random. It's like 
it's not really nominated for anything else. That's what I'm saying. Was it to be? It's a technical category, so it doesn't have to have any merit outside of how good the makeup and hairstyling is. I feel like this is just a constellation, like just nomination. Constellation. Constellation. Constellation nomination for Bombshell, because like you said, it hasn't been nominated anywhere else. Yeah, Yeah. it hasn't been, has it even been nominated anywhere else? Mm. And it seemed like it was basically just a a wink and a nudge to the whole Me Too movement Mm. by letting them win this. I feel there's also... You think it's a... Sympathy vote. Yeah. Sympathy vote. I mean, oh, if it, but then wouldn't the irony be that makeup and hairstyling, which is normally seen as a traditional okay, woman's stop thing, digging, guys. would be would be a bit of a no, slap in okay, the face. No, okay, you're going <laughs> to plow on it. But this is the other thing. I, I think, um, I don't think Bombshell's been out long enough to do the campaign run as well. So that's probably why it's not big on the um, votes Well, it got elsewhere. voted for, well, it got nominated for makeup and hairstyling, so... You know, it could have picked up nominations elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, so I'm why, just think- why pick it up on a random? It makes no sense whatsoever. But I think the other thing that might account against it is the fact that it's only been out like a couple of months in America and not anywhere else around the world, whereas the other films have been out for a year. I think so they the do campaign- that though, so that they can get into next year's one as well. Isn't it? No, no, you can only be in one category, one year or the other. So now Bombshell's mm. been nominated here. Oh, it won't wow. be in a 2020 category. Bad for them then. Yeah, exactly. So like, I think there's another film that came out called Queen and Slim, which um. they, I think they probably held it back specifically so it could be in the next round of Oscar nominations. Um. So it's strange for, for Bombshell, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not really a big fan of this category as an expert. So That's I'll because you don't you. wear makeup or do your hair. Or yeah. wear hair. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna say. <laughs> you don't even have so, any hair. So what are we saying? Does Bombshell keep the award or not? Um, I would vote for Maleficent. Okay. Yeah, I think Maleficent was probably okay. more up there than Bombshell. Because okay. Bombshell to me just feels like, okay, just what, is it, is it in the... 50s, 60s? Uh, bombshells set, no, set in the, in the like, 90s. Recently. Yeah. 2000s. Oh. The old yeah. Two, 90s yeah. and 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. feel like there's, you know, enough kind of work. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they you know recreated I mean. okay. the Fox News look, which is yeah. a look. Yeah. Yeah, but, okay. you know. That's probably not I enough. mean, uh, I saw what they tried to do. It was successful in its own mm. terms. I, I think mm. for me, it's just uninspiring. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, then you're looking at something that's derivative as well. So maybe because Maleficent is totally original then you can say that's yeah. something that I mean it's a bit more creative isn't it whereas Bombshell isn't creative yeah. so if you look on the creativity spectrum yeah. Maleficent's up there I think cool okay so but that's just my opinion no that's cool we, we voted on it you and Doma said Maleficent so we're switching that category so Maleficent <laughs> should be re, should be uh, or taking the award off Bombshell so, so Angelina ne- Jolie you can thank us later yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> She, Angelina Jolie has permission to storm into the Hollywood offices and take that Oscar back now. So um, um, would they stop her? Yeah, actually, it wouldn't be her. It would be Paul Gooch, Arjun Tuiton, and David White. Um, probably yeah, she, with she's the actress. Probably with Angelina Jolie in the getaway car. Okay, so moving on to best cinematography, I think this one is already a deal sealed already. But the winner was 1917 and the infamous Roger Deakins, and he was up against. The Irishman, uh, Rodrigo Prieto, uh, Joker with Lawrence Scher, The Lighthouse with Jaren Blaschke, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Roberta Richardson. So where do we think Roberta that came R- Robert Richardson. Sorry, Robert Richardson. Sorry. I moved my, I moved my <laughs> just, white eyes away just from Just transitioned him just yeah. for the award. Oh, <laughs> dear. So do you think 1917 should keep cinematography? I 
think so. I, I, yeah, I can't really go into too much detail, but I, I think they did really well with the cinematography. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, Rodrigo Prieto has um, some form of like uh, good feature films because he did Silence previously with Martin Scorsese, um, Argo uh, in 2012, the Ben Affleck film, and also Water for Elephants and We Bought a Zoo and Beautiful, uh, which is Alejandro Gonzalez in a Ritu film. So. He has had some like very well pitched up films, but um, oh, I mean, he's certainly a good cinematographer. But yeah. I mean, if we're talking about like form, Roger yeah. Deakins mm. is probably the most respected cinematographer out yeah. there. Yeah, so it was a, a pretty tough call so, to be drawn in that group, wasn't it? I think so. I think this was overdue recognition for Deakins. Is that his first Oscar? Because I, I think it is. I'll just double check. Or, or you could check it out for us. But one thing I wanted to say about Roger Deakins is I think he's got like a bigger canvas as well with 1917 because like you, you're going over different terrains night and day and obviously the uh, the war situation in the background. Whereas I think The Irishman, it feels like it's just like people having conversations in, in small room. rooms. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Four hours. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would say 1917... There yeah. is some visually amazing Com- work in there. Yeah. Especially like the scene in the bombed out town. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That oh, was spoilers. amazing. <laughs> so, MKH, what do, you f- yes, what do you think? Cost, of- yeah. MKH, what do you think about the uh, cinematography? Is it a good vote to go for 1917 or? Um, I guess, but I just had a little look at some of the posters of these films. And I just love how the lighthouse poster with William Dafoe and Robert Patterson on the front makes it look like a remake of Brokeback Mountain set by the sea. Yeah. They look very like steamy, like big beards, just ready to go. They're just but, a bit further apart though, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But with that being said, yeah, nineteen seventy I have no issue with nineteen seventeen. Like um I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which I stressed before, but You seen a trailer though? Your vote counts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I've seen the trailer, but yeah, any any film that does which gives the impression it's shot in one take is, is yeah, always think, To be quite fair, Manakai, I mean, where we are at as a society, democracy means voting for things you don't understand. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so a bit of satire. <laughs> so Roger Deakins, you are well worth your Oscar win. So congratulations again. Um, so best production design. Um, this one had, again... Uh, in category as nominees, Parasite, 1917, Jojo Rabbit, and The Irishman. And the eventual winner was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What do we think about that opinion? Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is a fantastically detailed film visually. And um, I think it deserves something for its recreation of Hollywood in the late 60s. So that's Mm. a pretty good shout. Yeah. I mean, I would also mention Parasite because the house in that film is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't even exist. That is. When I get my millions, I want a house like that. Yeah. Oh, so the house. It doesn't even exist. It's not a real house. The house is a film set. Five sets. Okay. Yeah. So that's amazing work because, I mean, if you didn't know, you might assume that that house is real. Mm. That's true. So that is very good work. But for the larger canvas i think once upon a time in hollywood is a good shout yeah i mean i've heard something about the cinema that um 
the Margot Robbie actress as the character, I can't remember the name now, uh, as the one that passed away. Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate. When she's playing Sharon Tate, when she goes to see her film on the cinema screen, that's like a fully uh, reconstructed cinema based on an old cinema that had been torn down like years ago. So there's a lot of production work that has gone into making that cinema as well. So I think in terms of authenticity, I think something needs to be given in that direction for once upon a time in Hollywood, you know? Yeah, I agree. Guys? Uh, you can go, Jamie. Ladies yeah, I first. didn't see it. So you didn't see it? I can't, Is this an anti-Tarantino really. thing? Kind of, kind of. But, you know... But yeah. this award doesn't go to Tarantino. It goes to people yeah, who worked know, with him. I know, yeah. but I didn't see it. So yeah. as a result of that, but you know, that's the... Did you remember seeing a trailer at all? I did see a trailer. And then what did you think about the way that was set up? In terms, I have no thought. Yeah. Because it was a case of, oh, yep, yeah, next. Okay. I, I like that the award will be going to two women, which is more than Quentin Tarantino does for his female actors oh, in his films yeah, yeah so i think that's i i think they should keep the award just because the academies are doing what quentin tarantino never does and respects women mm. yeah hard-hitting <laughs> oh my gosh okay so see i i don't th- I, I don't think it's right to give an award just because of the gender of of the recipient okay well, give it take it away actress. <laughs> i mean like I, I you know I, I i would like you know award to be given out of merit as opposed to because they're female i mean like, no you, you're right no I, I and to be fair i haven't actually seen uh once upon a time in hollywood what, what have you seen Let's no no start from no there. for the same reason the jamie hasn't seen hand. <laughs> for the same we reason, fell out of love with Tarantino. Remember? Yeah, yeah, I don't like Quentin anymore. So, yeah, I mean, looking at the, it's um, not yeah. nice. Yeah. Looking at the nominations, this is an all-female pairing. The others are kind of males or one guy. Yeah, we don't like girl. mixed gender but I'm stuff. That, I'm so guessing you think this is a sympathy vote. Then a sympathy award. It could be looked at that, but I think there was a lot of dedication and craft that went into making that production set and I'm guessing they're like the heads of their department as well because it's production design and set decoration as well more than 1917 is that what we're going to say I I think I I've, I'm going to go with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood I am as well yeah. it impressed me the yeah. amount of detail in yeah. that film impressed me okay so we... 1917 impressed me but I didn't see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood so I yeah. had nothing to compare with okay so, um, I mean, the thing is, is the, the other thing about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is also a trip down memory lane of the old old Hollywood film sets and old Hollywood kind of actors, behaviours and stuff like that as well. But we will move on because we've got a lot of categories to go through. So Once Upon a Time in Hollywood keeps that award. Um, moving on now to Best Sound Mixing. Uh, we are going to go with 1917. Uh was the winner for Best Sound Mix, but it was up against Ad Astra, Ford versus Ferrari, Joker, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, um, who do you feel could challenge 1917 for the title of Best Sound Mixing? don't know. It seems like a good shout. I mean, there was lots of stuff in 1917 that happened off screen, wasn't there? Planes oh, yeah. and voices. Yeah. Yeah. And that was definitely another element in the film. Yeah. More so than the others, I'd say. Mm. 
Yeah, I can't really say much. I mean, I saw it and I enjoyed yeah. it, but I don't kind of pick it apart and yeah. go like, oh, the sound's really good. It's not like I sit there and go, wow, the sound mixing and this is great. I mean, the thing is, sound gets you immersed in film yeah. and adds to the reality yeah. of it. So sometimes yeah. the less, I mean, we should probably be getting Geo to jump in on this one, but it's like the less you think about it, the more immersed you are into the film because it's like an added texture or layer. But I've seen three of the films on that list, which were Ad Astra, Joker, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I think there's a disparity there in terms of what each film is technically achieving because Ad Astra has predominantly got a lot of narration from the main character in it. And um, it's quite... Um, in some parts, it's almost like silent because there's actually a... In Astra, there's a shootout scene that takes place in, like, on the surface of the a planet, and um, the shootout is silent, and all you can kind of hear is the screams and stuff like that. So I'm not sure if Ad Astra is on the same wavelength, so to speak. But what do you think, MKH? Uh, I'm going to go with 1917. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I, I see no holes in. In, in the Academy's <laughs> choice. Everyone else agree with that? Are we going to just give it to 1917? Or? I think we are. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I don't have the expertise on, you know, picking it apart and I can't really... I, think I, they, I, don't, I don't have an opinion. I think they use sound in a quite immersive way in that film. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you could say that this, the same for the other ones as well. I'd say more so for 1917. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, my, my, I didn't see the others, so... Yeah. Okay. Um, so 1917 gets to keep the award. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool, cool. Great news. So um, we're going to go on to best sound editing, which is slightly different. Um, and again, this is probably more about cutting. Um, the winner of this was Ford versus Ferrari, and... It was up against Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. So any opinions on that one? Um, my opinion is Ford versus Ferrari didn't deserve anything, so one of the others. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. I didn't see it, so I can't say it doesn't deserve it. Um, I don't know. Is I mean, I'll admit I haven't seen uh, Ford versus Ferrari, but I don't think... It's hard to say that any of the others really deserve it, you know. I mean, if anything, I'd probably go with Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, the sound editing. Why not? Well, let's send off the Star Wars franchise with an Oscar. Why not? Yeah, okay, cool. That might be a good way to reward it. So, are we <laughs> gonna are we gonna steal steal one for Oscar for Star Wars? Oh, let's do it. Okay, so um, best sound editing. We're bringing that over to Star Wars, so Matthew Wood and David Accord, you've got the right to break into someone's home and grab that Oscar. Um, I'm sure take, George, it, take it. I'm sure Disney will find some vault for you to put it in. So um, what we're going to do now is, um, because it looks like we're going to have to do a two-part, I'm going to make this a penultimate category for this part one. So we have got best original song and this was I'm gonna love me again from rocket man and uh that was music by elton john and it was up against i can't let you throw yourself away from toy story 4 i'm standing with you from breakthrough 
Into the Unknown from Frozen 2 and Stand Up from Harriet. Okay, so obviously um, the Elton John one is from the biopic of Elton John and he wrote a new song so that he could be nominated for an Oscar. Oh, so that's a bit of a cheat. the old songs aren't eligible for an Oscar. Because it's not a new original work, mm. yeah. So they always do that when they do a musical like Les Miserables. They mm. wrote a new song, so the to new song could be nominated ah, okay. for an Oscar. Interesting. They also did that with Cats, which yeah. was completely ignored by the Academy. So, mm-hmm. ha. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they didn't even bother watching it. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. So, yeah, that one didn't work out. But... Um, Elton John hosts one of the um, most hotly anticipated parties around Oscar time. So, oh, I mean, let's be honest, who's going to tell him that they didn't vote for his song? Yeah. Mm. So uh, that was always going to be like a shoe in Okay. But I would say the good thing about the Elton John song is it's actually sung by Taron Egerton, who played him in oh, the film. okay. So it's like some recognition for that actor. Yeah. So from that point of view, I'm on board with that. Okay, I didn't know he actually sung that song. I mean, it kind of doesn't have the authenticity of being fro- a song from his time because it's a biopic, Rocketman. But um, yeah, I'd probably go with um, I'm Gonna Love Me Again. Yeah. Any f- other thoughts about that? No, I agree. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to agree. Okay. And but, we're all but, into I mean, loving like, ourselves. But, but also, <laughs> Elton Valentine's. John does write catchy songs. I mean, it's done really well. Yeah. I think Randy Newman's actually supposed to be a good writer as well. I've seen his name come up in a few credits. Well, like, weirdly enough, the other one, Cynthia Erivo, nobody noticed that she was up for two Oscars. She was up for Best Song, which she wrote and sung, and she was up for Best Actress as well. Oh, right. Oh, in Harriet. Yeah, and you're all surprised to hear that because there was literally no coverage of the fact that she was up for two Oscars. Wow. And you can question why that was. Mm. I mean, um, I'm just wondering, do you know, there's, I want to say one thing before we go into the last category. Uh, there was a thing about um, like the voting patterns of the people in the academy and they, it was kind of like quotes that they were saying. I'll probably bring this up in a second episode, but I think one of them had said something like, oh, I just want an American to win. And that was about the best film and best director award. Mm. So I think some people were probably just ignoring certain individuals because they don't recognize them because um cynthia erivo who's got a really long middle name um she's coming from london england uh black actress and it's probably like new on the scene and it feels like the last maybe in the film she's very well respected as a theater actress as well. yeah 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 but the um i'm not saying this about the other actresses but it feels like the last three years have been about trying to give certain people who missed their chance an award retrospectively, particularly like Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino. Oh yeah. There's, there's always an element of that. It's like the, the buggins turn thing. Mm. I think they call it. Yeah. So I think there's a probably an element of it's not her turn going on at the moment. Yeah. And apparently I've heard that she might be playing Aretha Franklin, which oh, wow. sounds like that would be very much her turn. If Definitely. that comes to fruition. Sounds like it. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to keep uh, Best Original Song uh, with um, Elton John. And uh, he'll be rocketing up the charts with that. And yeah. the next um, and last we'll category... We'll be loving ourselves to it. Yeah. The last category is Best Original Score. So um, that one went to Joker, but it's also Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917 and Star Wars. Yeah, so Star Wars would obviously be a send-off for John Williams, who for 40 years has written the very catchy 
instantly recognisable Star Wars music. Okay. Although, arguably, he's done nothing new for the new one, so mm. probably it was the right decision not to give him a sentimental Oscar. Yeah, because he um, basically remixed his old classics. Basically, yeah, that's pretty much what he did. Um, yeah, I'm on board with the, the one that won. I think it's the one thing from Joker that I'm 100% on board with. Very good composer. Um, can't remember her name, so you're going to have to come to my rescue here. Um, who's this? <laughs> or the not? Jo- sorry, uh, the, Joker, was, the, Joker's... the Joker is um, Alexandre. Sorry, Hilda Guano Dotter. I think it's a Icelandic name. Hilda yeah, Guano yeah, yeah. Hilda. No, let's call her Hilda. Yeah. In fact, in in, in Iceland, um, people are generally referred to by their first name. Yeah. So let's go with Hilda. Do you, know what, do you know what the situation was just now? Um, I noticed that two of the nominees had the same surname, so I was just trying to work out if they were brothers. Because Randy Newman was for Marriage Story and Thomas Newman uh, was for 1917, but I'm guessing that's just like a mad coincidence. But they're both American. But yeah, um, Joker score, it was a good score. Probably my favourite single element of that film. I too enjoyed the score of Joker. Me too. Okay. I haven't seen it, and I haven't seen any of the other films, so I can't really comment on the other films. Not even that disaster piece Star Wars, so um, I'm gonna go with the expertise of the Academy of that. Cool. So I just want to add, because I know I was just distracted by the name there, but Randy Newman and Thomas Newman are cousins, so that would have been an interesting talk about the fan table for that one. So uh, Joker uh, keeps best original score and uh, we're going to bring part one of the Oscars 2020 experience and who won, uh, what was right and what was wrong about the nominations and winners. So I'd like to thank uh, MKH for coming on. Uh, You're very welcome. Uh, I'd like to thank King Dom. Thank you. And thank you, Jamie. Thank you very much. A big special thanks to Neo Geo for being on the ones and twos with the sound. And I've been your host, TJ. Uh, To find out more about Geek Sweat, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All you have to do is hashtag G-W-E-K-S-W-E-A-T or go at sign at Geek Sweat. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we look forward to finishing off with part two.